Hey folks, this week we are live from the PT Box at PT Womo 95, a multi-experience showcase that explores the new ideas and innovations happening in men's fashion. I never thought we'd ever do a live show, but when you get the opportunity to do something with the greatest menswear trade show, you make it happen. My first guest of the week is Blamo alum Michael Hill, creative director of Drake's. Michael takes us through his first experience at PT Womo, how the fair has changed over the years, and gives us an inside look on Drake's upcoming fall-winter 2019 collection. All right, let's do it. Hey, how, how's everyone doing? Welcome to uh, Pity and the Pity Box. My name is Jeremy Kirkland, and I host a podcast that my mom listens to called Blamo. Uh, I am joined by the one and only Mr. Michael Hill of Drake's and Drake's London. Uh, for everyone that's watching this on the webcast, good morning. I don't know, whatever time it is, wherever you're watching it. And uh, this will also be on the pod later today. So there's a lot of, Michael, there's a lot of eyes Morning, on here. Morning, Jeremy. Great to be here. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Yeah. I almost feel a little bit like this is uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Right. We can sort of comment on some of the, the lovely individuals walking by here. And, and indeed. And, uh, Where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's the big thing about this entire conversation and what's going on at Pity is really uh, like how Pity has changed over the years and your time and your experience at Pity. So, like, totally. to jump to the beginning a little bit, what was the, what was the first year you came to PT Womo? Oh, gosh. I'm terrible at that. I'm, I'm terrible at going backwards. I know it was 15 years ago. 15? So, was it 15 years? 15 years ago, yeah. 15 years ago was the first time I came. So and it was very different. Yeah? Were you, was it on behalf of Drake's? Or it was, was this? yeah. It, my first trip, yeah, with Michael Drake. With Michael Drake, yeah. And it was, it was an amazing experience. I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah very much more, I guess, a trade show in the traditional sense of being a trade show. I so was, was this out there? Like, like people taking photos and the, that one guy in the corner? Definitely not to the same extent. No way. Yeah. So when that came along, which I think was a few years later, right. I, I remember Michael Drake finding that extremely strange. Yeah. Because you know, we were there to work, and fortunately, we, we'd sit down and we would, we would work all day from the you know, nine o'clock in the morning till they threw us out at half past six. Right. We would not stop. We wouldn't stop for lunch. We'd be, we were down in the, in the basement. And, um, and uh, do you know, it changed so much when, <laughs> when, when, when I guess that, you know, the whole social media thing right. came along. Right. Um, what were your collections around at that time, though? I mean, because, you know, one of the things that w we can talk about, too, is obviously not just the growth of Pity, but the growth of Drake's. Because yeah. I think... You know, my first interaction with Drake's, it was some ties, some yep. scarves. Beautiful. Still beautiful. But, you know, I go down there, and it's, it's a full kit. It's a full collection. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the first year where we are wholesaling some of our outerwear. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is really exciting. I mean, I feel like we, d we didn't sort of come along and try to do everything in, you know, the first show. Right. We've, we've done it slowly gradually carefully no you, um, yeah you definitely at the did. right pace that's yeah. been the, that's been the plan when we look at it now compared to how it was when we started there is a huge difference no no question but almost i think because it's evolved relatively slowly right i feel we haven't i i've i haven't noticed it someone said to me the other day he's god i, I remember looking at your collection eight years ago and it and where it is now is it's it, you know it's come on you know, a, a lot, yeah. and and you know that was lovely to hear. But I, I never, 
you know, I don't feel that because I suppose yeah. there was always a plan to evolve it. And right. I guess you're, you're kind of you're working in the moment, aren't you? So what you're doing at the time feels feels you know it's it's the way that we wanted to look it to look. Yeah. And I suppose at this stage, all I can see in a sense is how, frankly, how I'd like it to look next year. And I'm not I'm not complaining. I think we've you know we've done a no, of course. You know, we've all worked hard and. And we should be proud of the collection we've got, and we're, we're getting a nice reaction, which is great. But um, you know, we feel like we're a little bit squeezed on the booth, and we got more product, and we would, you know, yeah, I think we've we've got an idea in our minds how we'd like to, you know, move it on again. So I suppose you're always, you know, trying to move forward because you want to keep your customer, you want something special and exciting to show. And there's quite a bit more because now also you're doing retail that your shop yeah. in New York. No, exactly. Which is and banging. Thank you. Yeah, and we've had a really nice reaction to that, which yeah. has been very positive. Um, no, I mean, and I guess tying that back to, to pity when we started, you know, we were we were wholesaling to New York, and and we've been doing that for years. Um, but you know, in order for us to really you know connect with our customer, we we had to to do it ourselves, and that wasn't a case of wishing to cut out wholesale at all. We still take that part of the business very seriously. Sure. Um, of course, it's you know it's changed hugely, um, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but in a sense, actually having the retail gives us a chance to, I think, you know, to wholesale in a slightly more meaningful way. It gives us an opportunity to show our collection in the way that we we really see it, and we right. can we can kind of you know present it. And, and, and make our suggestions to the buyers, which I think hopefully makes it that, that bit more compelling. And, I, and hopefully the results have shown that, which is great. I think something that's been really cool that's been popping up a bit is how brands are able to tell their story like wh and what they're going to show at PT ahead of time through social media. Totally. So last night, you know, I'm you know, getting ready to go to bed or whatever. You know, Jeff and I, we had just gotten in uh, earlier in the evening. And I'm flipping through the gram. And I see <laughs> this fleece. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited about that. Yeah. So We're we gotta, really excited we gotta about talk that. about how does what I think is the greatest British sportswear brand make a fleece. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know we we kind of you know, we fell into it, but we love that piece. It's um, dope. Do you know to take it back to kind of where it where that piece in particular came from yeah you you, you a lot of us probably know a lovely chap in paris um gautier borsarello and i was with gautier looking at a few few vintage bits and um and i picked something up and you know i was only planning to wear it at the weekend and and but i i brought it into the studio and i was kind of you know showing the guys a few bits and um and at the same time, some swatches came in from one of our mills. Right. In this case, Casentino. And, uh, and, you know, a couple of us just said to each other, you know what, wouldn't that be absolutely mad if we, <laughs> you know, if we made this in this and, you know, changed a few bits around and... Right. And so, yeah, we just... And because we were doing a few other bits within that feeling, we felt it would work. And, you know, it was... And it was fun. So it was, it was, it was beautiful. I think there was, it was just interesting that there was something very sartorial about something so sporty. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it just, uh, you know, it's not something that everyone's going to get or like, sh should I say? But um, yeah, we thought it felt right, and 
and well, and the reaction's been good, which is nice. Well, I think like one of the things that like we see a lot, like literally right now as they're walking by us, is my first times coming to PT was you know in the early 2010s, right? So like 2010 or 11. What up, Jamie? And um, then at the time it was suit, suit, suit. Yeah. And now totally. there's a little bit more sportiness to totally. it. Totally. So like, and I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I've got to say, you know, we come from very much the formal wear, the sartorial world as a, you know, as a, as a company, right. as a maker. Right. And we're still, that's still, you know, hugely integral to who we are and what we do. But, you know, the world moves. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah, someday we want to wear a suit, but we wi- might want to wear a suit in a slightly more casual way. Yeah. Or we might not want to wear a suit. And that's okay, isn't it? You it know. should be, yeah. So uh, it gives it gives more options, more opportunities. I mean, you know, you could say, you know, it's easier to go wrong, <laughs> but you, it, but it's also, you know, there's there's plenty more opportunity for expression. So, you know, I think we're not busy trying to say, you know, someone has to wear a tie, you know, every day of the week when no. they when they go to work. No. You know, we we we're so proud of the ties we make and we love ties. I'm wearing a tie today and I and I, you know, I love ties for the rest of my life. But yeah. you know, I might not wear one all the time. And I you know, I don't think that's a bad kind of you know, bit of freedom to have, frankly. No, and I think that the mixing of that is really good cuz like say someone like me trying to understand how can I mix other types of sportswear into my suits. I, you know, I'll look at it and I'm like, oh, okay, like, it's just, I'm going to wear a hoodie, I'm going to wear a fleece, I'm going to do this. But say, like, you know, earlier, like, what we were talking about, this, this Drake's fleece or Cosentino piece yeah. that you have, like, being able to mix that with, say, a tie or mix that with, say, you know, so, like, really combining the sportswear and some of the, the, the suiting together. Totally. And, I, you know, I think it's, it's a really good challenge for us to have. It's, frankly, it's a really good challenge for me. And it's, you know, that thing that we all hear when we, I suppose, get into this business and everyone is talking about the rules and, and you know, you got to know the rules and you got to know the rules to break the rules. <laughs> right, right. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> it, of course, having that foundation is extremely helpful and it, and it does give you that ability to, you know, figure out how to find your own way and right. to, to make your own style. But I think, you know, these days it's, you know, slightly to hell with the rules. <laughs> yeah, Beca- Because of all the options out there. And I think, you know, that's not a bad thing either. Yeah. Of, of course, you know, you want to be respectful of your environment and who you're meeting and who you're with. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, looking crazy for the sake of looking crazy. But, you know, it's, um, it, is, it is new times. And right. I think that's only going to kind of continue. Um, but it's it's very interesting how that is somehow balanced with still this this kind of great reverence in the business to I suppose the, the thing that we hear a lot about in in terms of provenance right and and I and I think it's it's not just the fact that it has to be sartorial if it's coming from somewhere that's made beautifully it can actually also be you know a really interesting bit of sportswear yeah. Um, so yeah, loads of options now, and and what a different place it has it has changed so much. So um, two things, because we'll have to start wrapping up soon. So there's buyers that are coming to PT Wilmo for the first time. They're trying to figure out what to look, what to get, and you know you have a really unique perspective because you are a buyer, obviously, because you 
you know, and you yeah. had some of that background, but you're also a designer. Sure. What would you, what sort of advice would you give to some of these people that are here and they're just trying, they want to make a store. They want to make yeah. a good store. Yeah, yeah. It's a funny one because I suppose I only really started doing that fairly recently in terms of actually being able to leave the booth and get around and look at the show. The right. first, I would say for the first at least 10 years of coming here, I never saw Pity Womo. We would sit on the booth, we would write, thank goodness, because we always had customers <laughs> right. from, from the morning till the evening. We, we never stopped for lunch. I mean, we never went to the bathroom. I'm not allowed, <laughs> sure if I'm allowed to say that, but no, we, yeah, we, yeah. we were there. We were trading, thankfully. And so I never saw the show. In recent years, um, it, not least because we have to, right. um, because as you say, we are um, you know, working you know, with a lot of suppliers who also show here. Um, I mean, I tend to be pretty strategic and I know who I'm going to see, but I suppose... I think you probably got to spend a day looking around and you know figuring it out first before probably going and getting stuck in. And it's I would say it's got to be worth doing your research ahead of time and and booking your appointments as well. I think especially you know some of the good guys you know they're busy frankly. Yeah. And so I think you know you want to be you know you want to be taken seriously. And so I think if you've done a bit of groundwork in advance, um, that's that's you know going to help you. Um, but I you know. Certainly, this is the place to come in terms of you know seeing what is out there and seeing what's available. Um, I mean, there's you know, of course there's always going to be one or two that aren't going to be here at the show, but you know you've got a huge amount that is here. Yeah. And even if they're not selling and they're just kind of presenting their collections, you're still going to get a really good feel of who they are and what they do. And then of course you can you know book and go to the showroom in Milan or whatever it is you know after the show, which isn't a bad way of doing it either if you've got a lot of people to see. Do you, I mean, one of the things I think Drake's does really, really well for their customers and clients is I feel that there are some brands and uh, that they kind of design for their customers without input of the brand themselves. Yeah. And then I feel like there's a brand like Drake's that has a very strong idea of who they are. And maybe there's a bit of input just from what they're seeing, but I, I feel they're still always in a good place that they're telling they're continuing to tell their story to yeah, the customers. Totally. I think, um, you know, we love clothing. Um, and so, you know, we're always out there in the various markets that we're working in. Yeah. Particularly somewhere like, like Japan, of course, here, here in Italy, um, you know, in America. And, so, you know, we're looking and we're seeing things that really inspire us and we find interesting. But I, I think it is, I mean, we're, we're always saying to each other, you know, if we find someone, something and someone else is doing it, we right. want to do something else because you want to stay kind of on your own path and you want to stay moving forwards. Yeah, you don't want and to just be a bunch of sheep. What would be the point? And it wouldn't be any fun anyway. Yeah. And I think, you know, you want to feel like, you know, you're working with guys that are, you know, moving forward and are excited about it and and you're not going to get excited about it if you're not kind of evolving things right of course you might be part of uh, you know something where you're not the only one into a particular a particular you know general style whatever that might be sure but um but no i think you know you gotta you gotta go into your own into your own zone and follow your vision and keep driving that forward and you know so that you can surprise your customers because they get it they know and if you're not <laughs> if you're a lot smarter than what people totally. think totally <laughs> and, and so if you, if you 
you know, you wouldn't want to pull the wool over anyone's eyes, but no. but you can't either. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to do it properly and put the work in. Right. Well, Michael, huge thanks for, for coming and talking with Blamo and the Pity Box. Massive shout out and thank you to PT Womo and Roberto and everyone here. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow, 10 a.m., new folks, and there'll be a bunch of people throughout here throughout the day. So thanks a lot, man. Thank you, Jeremy, Good very much. You, thank All you, right. Blamo. Cheers.